The Wexford Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara's a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. Really I listen to Dancing at the Crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me Counties like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chair. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through thick and thin. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. Wexford were beaten by Galway at the weekend, 24 points to 2-12. Miserable weather, poor result. But did you at least enjoy the points in Galway, Ben? Yep, some, some lovely points. Perfect points, Guinness, really. Going away to Salt Hill to second favourite for the All-Ireland Galway, we were down as 5-1 underdogs, and that was before losing our captain and centre-forward Lee Chin and vice-captain and centre-back Damien Rick before throw-in. So it was never going to be easy, I suppose, was it? No, it was It was always going to be difficult, and it didn't get any easier before throw-in. No. Well, this week we chat with Wexford legend Adrian Fenlon and the Joom Herald sports journalist David Connors. After five minutes on Saturday, David, were you were you panicking? Yeah, <laughs> there's no point in saying otherwise. Absolutely, and we have a propensity as well for a collapse, you know, over the last few years and generally historically as well. So, absolutely, like it was looking looking like any time you give a what was it a five or six five point head start after the two goals, it's it's never good. Like, but you know, it, it, things changed from there, really, didn't they? Yeah, Ray did. What did what did you think, Adrian, when you heard before throwing that Lee Chin wasn't going to start, and then a little later we heard that Damien Reck wasn't going to start? What were your thoughts? Yeah, to be to be honest, it was only after coming up from Turles. I, I was down there at the under fifteen development squad game and got there about ten minutes before throwing. Uh, sat in with a few extra guys and they filled me in on the news and my heart dropped. I, I was saying we're we're going to struggle big time. Uh, without Damien Reck, who was probably our best hurler through, through the league, and then Lee Chin, obviously, who are, who's our tallies man and chief score getter. So I, I was a bit worried, to be honest, uh, when I heard that. But, you know, the start we got was we, we couldn't have asked for a more fortuitous start. So we got a great start, uh, no doubt about it, and, and certainly it gave us hope. Did you think it was on? I, I did a course. Uh, I did a course, and and the more the first half went on, Galway Galway didn't seem to be firing. Uh, they were they, they weren't playing with any kind of, you know, fluency. And even though we weren't playing great, I thought we were well in the game, and uh, Galway weren't having their best day. And I said that even without the two guys, you know, there could be a shock on the cards here because nobody would have given Wexford a hope. Uh, on, on the way up, certainly the neutrals wouldn't. But 
you know, I think uh, I think this Wexford panel, if they have everybody, uh, there, there'll be a match for anybody. Our problem has been injuries. We're just bedeviled by injuries uh, this season. And, you know, every, every every day or every week, you're hearing about another key player, marquee player injured. And it's just, we, we just seem to be getting really bad luck this year. And we haven't got the depth, the, the, the depth and strength, or the strength and depth, rather, uh, that, you know, the Limerick's Galways, maybe even Kilkenny Watfords have, um, you know, were limited. We're developing a lot of younger players coming through, but they're not there yet. And uh, that's the problem. If we're missing one or two, three of our first 15, we, we, we're a little bit weaker uh, when you, you empty the bench, yeah. Especially if that's our, our captain and vice-captain and probably two of our best players. Yeah, no, but without doubt, Gary. Like, as I said, Damien Reck has been outstanding uh, outstanding all year. And, and last year as well, he, he brought his good form from last year. He's all-star nomination into this year. And then Lee Chin, you can see the difference, you know, when he is on the field, he he's a hand for 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 any any backs. Uh, you know, even against the Limerick backs, I'd say that he'd caused them a lot of trouble, you know, with his physique and his speed and his hurling acumen. So um yeah, we 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 just haven't got the strength and depth, and that's our problem. If we're missing one or two players, we, we are weakened and uh, we need everybody on the pitch. And David, from from a Galway perspective, like would it be fair to say that you were expecting a win on Saturday, and and what are your thoughts then after the game, after getting the win? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose without without being disparaging, like you were ravaged by injuries during the league, and uh, we were chatting to Dara Egan afterwards, and he he alluded to that, like he said he was uh, uh, for a couple of the players, he was just delighted to get minutes into them, like so. You know, this is the first round of the championship, so it just shows how badly you've been affected, and and then as as the news filtered through at the start, Lee Chin wasn't playing. Um, an AC joint injury, I think it was. He picked up in training, and yeah, um, like that's like what like massive blow. So instantly, instantly you're thinking, you know, but there's an even better chance. And then Damien Rick goes as well. So you're you're six and you're eleven. And Damien Rick, he pulled up on us. I think Darry Egan said six minutes before the throw in as well with a hamstring strain. So like you know, you're just thinking. And our change then was Cahill Mannion coming in as well. Like and Cahill Mannion mm-hmm. is in our our top five hurlers. Like so, we were actually getting stronger, and Wexford are getting they are getting weaker. Like so. You know, even pre, even before the pre-match, we would have, we would have, we would have fancied ourselves, considering you know how the league had gone for you, your preparations, like you know your injuries, you know, and historically as well. Like I, I don't think Wexford have beaten us in championships since 1996. Like, and we're at home as well. Like, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of things going against Wexford, and there's you know a lot, a lot of reasons to be confident from a Galway point of view. Um, as to the game overall, then as you alluded to, I suppose like. Nightmare start for us, you know, re- recovered well, um, you know, with like Evan Island was on absolute fire um, for us. He, he couldn't seem to tie him down at all and um, finished with seven points from play and like a break, breakout performance. And like just alluding to the strength and depth as well, like that was Evan Island's only his third start for Galway. He's 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 nearly 25 this year. Um, and like that's the calibre of player that we are kind of, you know, have on the fringes. It was question marks about him even start maybe coming into the campaign given his his size, maybe he's, you know, he's, he's a bit on the smaller size, but like, seems to have done a lot of work over the last while. Um, from the game then, as as you mentioned, like, I suppose, like, you just, you just didn't, looking back over there, you just didn't get enough shots away. Like, I think, I think he 26 shots over the course of the whole game. Um, you know, Limerick are in 40s plus, like, uh, yeah, um, you know, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win much when you're only getting off twenty six shots. I think it was fourteen in the first half with the wind and twelve without it, and conversion rate in at like fifty three percent. And like you had two goals up after four minutes, and then for the remainder of the game, like it's 
a tally of 12 points as well like that's a point every like you know, almost six minutes like you know it's in the modern game where you're you saw the monster championship at the weekend like there you're, you're you're really needing to be scored 25 plus like so under an awful lot of pressure there i don't think god would play particularly well um i think they'll you know thought they were only okay um but still like it was a comfortable win you know down the finish line after after connor max penalty um was blocked it, it just felt like there was no way back and the, the kind of the challenge evaporated out of it entirely for you we probably needed to be ahead at halftime, considering the, we had a strong wind in the first half. Yeah, yeah, and like Salt Hill wind, like is, you know, it's worked, and on any given day, it's worked four or five, six points anyway. Like, and you know, we managed to peg it back. I think we got the last three scores of the half as well, which you know gave us momentum. And then after half time, we we outscored you nine points to one in the in the period that followed as well. Like, so it's you know that's either side of either either side of half time. Like we were we like you know, what was it? That would have been twelve points to one. Like and. You know, it was it was a big swing, and you know we again we hadn't played well. Like if he could have tacked on a few more points, you know, while you were on top as well, you know, it would have really put question marks on it. We hadn't a there wasn't a huge crowd in Salt Hill. There was no real atmosphere. Like, and it wouldn't have been that hard to kill it either from a you know from from a Wexford point of view. But I suppose it it just never panned out that way. We did have a big chance to get back into it, where Lee Mog McGovern was was dragged down. And we hit, we say it wasn't the best penalty I've ever seen. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Adrian? Yeah, as, as um, you know, David's, David Davis mentioned it all, like, you know, the last couple of minutes coming into the, the end of the first half uh, when we were on top, you know, I thought there was a couple of dubious frees awarded to Galway. And um, yeah, they were on the margins and, and, and they went Galway's way. And that happens, yeah. Galway finished the half strongly. And I thought we were a bit lucky to go in at halftime uh, level. But the, the the start of the third quarter, like they just obliterated us in the first 10 minutes of the second half. We were at sea. And, and, and as bad as we were in that 15 minutes, Galway never really pushed on. Like there was only six points in it there with 15 minutes to go, only six points in it with 10 minutes to go, only six points in it with five minutes to go. Uh, you, you know, so it was always within grasp. You know, the, the, you know if Wexford had got a goal, it was in the melting pot. And that's, uh, you know, Ogie was pulled down. You know, I didn't fancy Connor stepping up to the penalty. Uh, to be honest, he's a fantastic forward, but I don't think he's the best penalty taker we have. And I didn't have the confidence that he could finish it off. And, and he hit it straight at the keeper. Like, you know, you got to put it down low to the keeper's weaker side. He, he made it very simple for the keeper, who did have to save it, uh, right? So keeper made a great save, but that was a great chance. Jack O'Connor had another chance uh, and, and actually some... You know, it was a goal chance. If you remember, he was pushed out a little bit. If he had to put the head down and went straight towards the goal, he probably would have went through the back of the net. But he went at a bit of an angle and he got pressure on hitting the shot away. And the umpire signaled wide, but it was not a few extra guys were on the far side. And they said it was two yards inside the post. It was definitely a point, but it was a goal chance. Um, you know, so so if we had a got one of those two chances coming down the stretch, you know, would Galway have panicked a bit in front of the home crowd not playing well? Potentially. But we didn't seem to be playing well enough to take a tomb in in, in the final stretches. So um, yeah, I just I, I thought it was a game for the taking, Ben. To be honest, I, I like if we had had Damien and Liam, sorry Damien and Lee, Lee on the field, I certainly think the way Galway played, we could have won the game, and that would have been a great start to our championship because you know the games come tipping fast. You, you know you can't really afford if you lose one, you're on the on, on the back foot, and then if you lose another, you're really in trouble. So we can't afford to make any slip up now. That's 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 the problem. 
Galway go down to Kilkenny and they can afford to probably, you know, they, they won't want to lose that. But if they do lose it, they're still in a good position, you know. So we can't afford to have any more slip-ups, basically, yeah. Mark, Fanning has been the penalty taker for the last number of years. We have to imagine that Lee Chin was designated to take penalties before the game, I would think. Yeah. You would think so, yeah. I thought Jack O'Connor was the man to take it because Jack would just bury us. He, he'd, he'd, he'd pull hard and he'd pull low. And, and actually, looking at the players on the pitch, I thought he was the right man to take it. But look, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe Connor was practicing penalties and putting them in the top corner, you know, nine out of ten. Who knows? We don't know. Like, the guys are the ones in the training field. They know who, who's, who's practicing these and striking them well. But... Yeah, I thought Jack O'Connor actually, you know, there were some real positives from 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 Saturday, even though in the face that we got a lot of game time into people that have been injured for a good bit of the league and they needed that uh, championship game time and there was a good bit of that given. And then Jack came on and um, Mikey Dwyer came on and both of them looked pretty eager and pretty hungry and certainly added a lot. You know, I talked to the forward six dead. So, you, you, you know, when you take that back, you have two... two Two subs coming on making an impact. You were down Damien Reck and Lee Chin, who hopefully will be back soon. So maybe there is a greater strength and depth than I think, you know, but certainly um yeah, I thought the penalty, not that we would have won the game, but I thought it might have put a little bit of pressure on Henry and Galway, you know, in a game that there were odds on to win. And then there was only three points, and it was six or seven minutes to go on the Wexford crowd getting behind Wexford. Uh, it's a pity we didn't see that go in, yeah. Any argument, David, that uh, when Lee Mogg was pulled down, that a uh, black card was coming? Uh, was there a covered man, though? Isn't that it? Like, you, it, it's such a such a strange rule. Like, it's it's so ambiguous. Like, you know, you even see the last was it the, the the monster game yesterday. Claire and uh, Claire and Tip and bearing down and goal, and he holds the hurl. Like, and you, as long as you don't drag him to the ground, you're pretty much all right. But Probably was. I I haven't actually. I actually haven't watched the game back, so I, I I'm only going off memory there. But uh, it's it, it's difficult to know. It's like it's 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 very. It's not a clear cut rule. Like it's, it seems to be open to a lot of interpretation. Like and you can get a a, a penalty potentially a black card out near the sideline, but bearing down directly and goal you won't. Like if there's a man covering, which is which is a strange one. Yeah, I, I think it was changed to being dragged down for a goal chance more so than because of. Uh, the Clare whinging about the penalty a couple of years ago and Brian Lone was whinging again as usual about the penalty that Clare gave away and saying that they're the only team that can get black cards seemingly he must have forgot um, them getting away with it last year with Lee, with Lee Chin getting dragged down but uh, I, I looked at, I was looking at it back and I I think there was a, definitely a case for a black card he he, dra- he, like, he put the arm around his shoulder and he, dra- he made sure to bring him down and it was, I mean, he didn't need to do it because there was covering players. So maybe in that regard, that's why the referee decided the yellow card. Mm. But we, we talk about, uh, we talk about moments and I was, we were, I was with Ben and we were talking about before the match with our friend Dermot and he was saying like that Wexford really need a couple of moments to go our way. And when we got the two early goals, I was thinking, well, there's, well, there's two moments, but We've already alluded to it, some some other p- parts like the penalty missing that, but just before half time as well, when we were two points up, there was thirty seven minutes gone out of the um, so two two into the four that was added on, and Connor Mack hit the post from a shot out wide, um, that would have put us three up, and then the rebound Connor Devitt gave away a free for I'm not sure what, and then Galway went down 
scored a point and then got another one. Uh, Connor Cooney got another one just before half to, to go in level. Is that the kind of thing, Adrian, like the, all these kind of moments that just sap your any momentum you're trying to get as well, especially just before half time? Sapped a little bit of energy out, out of Wexford and going in at half time. They would have thought they were probably after playing okay and well enough with the start. They got to be three to our points. So, so it would have taken a little bit of their, their, their energy or their positive energy away. But you, you would think, you know, the level they're at and the, 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 the psychological side that would reset, as, you know, to come out for a fresh game at the start of the second half. That didn't happen. We didn't appear at the start of the second half. Like we lost straight away from the throw in. They got a point. I think it could have been Colin Mangan actually got a point yeah. from the throw in, uh, who had been marshaled really well. Actually, I think you know, uh, Shane Reck was assigned to mark him first, and then you know, there was a switch with Connor Davis. And I, t- I, I thought both of them done a good job on on on, on Colin Mangan to keep him quiet in the game. But you know, as David alluded to. You know, Evan Nyland stood up and was counted, you know, so maybe he was the guy that we weren't expecting big things out of. Uh, he's small, he's diminutive, not not totally dissimilar to Richie Hogan, but, you know, he got a lot of space and, and, and you know, punished us dearly, you know. So, um, so look, those moments, they're big moments, Gary, they're all small moments, but any score you get for or against in a, in a championship game are moments. And, 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 you know, unfortunately, and David alluded to it as well there, we only scored 12 points. 12 points in, in 70, 70, 72, 73 minutes, you know, six, you know, every six minutes, I think six or seven of them were from freeze. You know, I think we scored seven points from clay in, in, in 75 minutes hurling. So, so, you know, the transition, our problem is defensively, we're not too bad. We don't concede a great number of scores, but the transition from defense into attack and creating those scoring chances up in the forties, we're not there. Uh, and that's our problem. That's our Achilles. And we need to figure out a system away against the better teams to get 35, 36, 37 shots off and convert 70%. Um, and we're not there yet. And I know Darren and his team are working really hard on that. But um, yeah, I thought the quality, I, I, I thought we were struggling in the first half. You know, if you look at it, we had the breeze. But we were only playing two, really two men inside our 65-yard line with the breeze. And, 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 you know, sometimes four and five Galway backs sitting in there. So, like, there was a decent ball, cross-field ball a couple of times. And I thought, to be fair, Conor McDonald done really well in, in, in winning primary possession. But there was two men on him when he got it, you know. There wasn't enough coming in, in support when he did get it, you, you know. So, I think that's where Dara and the team need to focus on. How do you keep teams... You know, reduce the, you know, a score that's, you know, is okay in inter-county Ireland, but getting off at the other end of the field, you, you know, to win games and, and against the better opposition, we haven't figured that out yet. And maybe that's because we're trying to stay in the game for as long as possible. And, and, and that's hurting us at the other end, you, you, you know. And the big talking point, of course, coming out of Salt Hill on Saturday was Rory O'Connor playing sweeper for the last 15 or 20 minutes, whatever it was, you know, now... We don't know, right, what's going on behind the scenes. It looked to me like Rory was a bit flat. And, you know, people were saying our best forwards playing sweeper. What, what are we at? What are we thinking about? But to be fair to, to, to Darren, the team, maybe he'd blown a gasket and he wasn't able to take on his man up in the forwards and they just wanted game time in him and maybe to put a max sweeper then to get more game time into him. But, but certainly that was odd. But I, I suspect it was Rory. Rory's energy was gone and they just threw him back sweeper. Uh, for the last 10-15 minutes but it looked bizarre when you have a marquee forward playing as a sweeper and, and especially when you're only two goals down with five or ten minutes to go uh, it doesn't look like you're really going after the game does it? Yeah and uh, like I think I think Rory had already been 
uh, tried out there in the, in the league. But like David, from your point of view, when you're looking at Wexford for, Wexford's forwards, you must like love to see Rory O'Connor being the farthest man from the Galway goal. Yeah, I said it to a fellow beside me in the press box because at one point he, he he took the puck out and he was the, I think he was the deepest man or the second deepest man on his own, 21. And I'm thinking, geez, this is great. This is exactly where you wanted to be. But uh, like Dara, Dara Egan said that after D. O'Keefe went off, they felt that Rory was the uh, the best man to play the position. Now, you would have seen it a lot more than me, but like to me, it just didn't make any sense at all. Like you're, you re, you need scores. He's you know he's a frightening forward. He's he's definitely one where we've we, we always try and tie down. And in fairness to Jack Grealish, he's done a good job in him in the last two championship games. Um, like Grealish is a tenacious competitor and he's pretty quick as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the dream scenario from our point of view. So like whether like I I would have just thought have a cut like at this point you might as well lose by ten than six. Like you know you know open up and you know put Rory inside with, with and try and get like maybe Pepper Connor McDonald with a bit of ball and hope it breaks and you might catch one and set him through on goal and next thing, you know, you found the back of the net and the gap is back to three and we're sweating all of a sudden. But um, yeah, it's, I, I just I just found it strange. Like it would be like like saying so play, one of us, like from a Galway point of view, putting back someone like Connor Whedon and putting him back there. And it just, you know, it's it's a strange, like does he, does he play like a role like that for club or anything like that? I know you alluded to that he played there for a bit during the league, but... You know, you need scores. Rory O'Connor to me it just makes perfect sense to have him in attack. I suppose Galway put uh, Cahill Mannion back as a sweeper, and he was a uh, a tidy forward. Like, uh, but I think Galway have a couple of more firepower than Wexford at the moment that they can afford to bring him back. One obvious thing, Adrian, we were thinking about before we we came on is now maybe it's a, it's a couple of years ago it happened. It was happened a long time where Kevin Foley was a sweeper and he did quite okay there. He hasn't hit the heights he once did under Dara, but is it, is it kind of just obvious that Kevin Foley should be the sweeper? Yeah, well, it, it was like, it's what, it's, what, it's what you'd be thinking coming out. Now I know Kevin only came on with about, I think, you know, maybe 15 minutes left. I forget exactly when he came on, but you know, D, D. O'Keefe has been playing that role and playing it really well in, in the games that he's, he's been in there. He, you know, he's mobile, he's fast, he's a good reader of the game. But when D went off, yeah, and I wasn't sure why D went off. He had a very good first half of course playing that deep role, but maybe he was injured. I, I don't know if anybody heard why D came off, so I'm assuming he was injured. But you would have thought that the obvious replacement for D was Kevin Foley because he had played three or four years in there with Davies time. So so maybe look, maybe it's maybe it's Kevin hasn't been playing well enough, maybe and, and he hasn't convinced Dara that he's the, the next best to, to D in that position. As I said, we're not a training every night. We're not seeing what the guys are seeing. So so maybe there's a bit of that. But it did seem odd that you put Rory O'Connor back there uh both Maybe Rory had blew a gasket and he couldn't, you know, you know, if you, he hasn't played much, he hasn't had much game time. And like, that's a massive positive for Wexford. That we, we, Galway are, look, one of the, the top four probably for an All-Ireland. We, we didn't really play well, albeit a good start. You know, we were missing a couple of marquee players and we had about five or six guys playing their first probably full 70 minutes of hurling this season. You know, Liam Ryan, the fullback, I thought done very well. He hasn't played in about two months. You know, a really serious competitive game. Connor David hasn't had much game time. I thought he played very well. You know, there's all around the field, Rory O'Connor, I mentioned, you know, there was a good few guys, Oshin Foley, there's a good few guys there that got very little game time because of injury and they got, you know, a good 
good run in Galway. So you're hoping that they recover well. Can guess <laughs> a win next Saturday evening against the Antrim uh, in Wexford Park, which will be noisy feast, and especially after Antrim, you know, they should have won, should have beaten Dublin and Corrigan Park on Saturday. So they'll be coming down looking at Wexford as, you know, a potential scalp, especially where Wexford are. They probably think Wexford aren't playing well uh, with a few injuries to boot. So they'll be coming down eager, eager as mustard on Saturday evening. And for me, if we just beat Antrim by a point or two and get two points on the board, that's the objective of Saturday night. It's not about winning by five, six, seven, eight points. It's about getting two points. So, so yeah, Kevin Foley, to answer your question, Ben, to me, would have been the obvious, right? It would have been the obvious replacement. But we're not at training. We're not seeing what's going on. Maybe he hasn't been shown enough. Maybe he's not playing well enough. But I thought he'd done okay when he came on for the last 15 minutes in the position he was assigned. So, you know, you know, certainly is an option downstream the more hurling he gets, yeah. I would, I would have thought that even though he hasn't done well last couple of years, he hasn't been playing in that role. He's been playing... Right. Midfield, I think, a lot of the time. The midfield, kind of, even centre forward come, dropping back deep. He, but he hasn't played as a blatant sweeper since. Yeah. Which which, which in itself is, you, you know, a fair point. But, you know, either way, if you're a manager in training, wherever you're, you have to have a player on form, you know, playing with confidence. And, and, and we don't know if that's happening or not, you know. So, but that said, I thought he'd done well when he came on for the last 10 or 15 minutes as well. You know, I think the subs that came on certainly didn't let themselves down. You know, Jack O'Connor, Mikey, Kevin, uh, you know, those guys done pretty okay, I thought, yeah. You'd have to expect Jack O'Connor to be getting a start next weekend, the way he did. Pro- probably, he got scored, but probably should have had another one or two. Yeah, look, he... If you're picking on form on the way he played when he came in, you'd have to say he's better starting than coming off the bench, right? Uh, based on that. Now, Dara does need options off the bench if things aren't going well. Jack did play a few league games. He didn't stand out. You, you know, and again, we don't see what's going on in training. Is he playing well enough in training? Which should be the competitive arena you're putting your hand up to get on a team. But certainly from what I saw on Saturday and everybody around me, Everybody were everybody from Wexford there anyway was quite pleased and quite happy with the way Jack was showing a lot of look a lot, a lot of guts and determination and taking taking on the fight uh, and that's what we're accustomed to with Jack you know with the same Martins over the years you know he is their main man he digs deep and he and he, and he battles hard and we certainly saw that come out on Saturday so that's that's good for us as we enter the next phase yeah now David uh, last night. Uh, on the Sunday game, Shane Dowling was trying to tell us that a couple of goals at the start sugarcoated the sugarcoated the result for Wexford. Would that be your opinion? Shane Dowling says a lot of stuff. Says a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, yeah, um, uh, sugarcoat is a bit strong. I don't think so. Like the goals weren't flukes or anything like that. Like you know, so like if you pull, say, you know, take ten points away from Galway and say that's that that would sugarcoat them as well. Like they, you, you earned the goals, you worked them, you created them, like you scored them. Like, so I don't, I don't see why you would take them away. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. Like he, like you're very much you were still in the game, you know, the whole way through. Like you know, it's not as if we blew you away after that. Or anything like that. So um, no, no, no. I, I, I can't say I agree with Shane there. I part, part of me sees the the angle. Like Jackie Terrell said something similar. He said that without the two early goals, it could have been a ten or twenty point trouble for Wexford. But first of all, we scored the goals. So like you take away two of Tipperary's goals and they don't be clear. Mm. Um, 
But at the same time, I'd say I'd say the feeling is just because after the goals, we scored so little. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's probably it. Like, um, you know, it's 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 a strange one. Like, it's but like it's it's hindsight analysis. Like, because you know the goals the goals did go in. Like, so like I I I don't really understand. Like, and I. I don't want to see why why we would have bit you by 20 points either when you know we only scored what we scored we finished with 24 25 points like or something like that so it's it's you know it, I don't know it's, it's it's a bit of an easy one to come out with and say you know oh, if you take away the goals like but sure if you take away several instances of play as well you know you've a completely different game it just yeah. it just it doesn't make a whole pile of sense to me can we just blame a salt hill on this um it was like even in 2019, it was 16 points each. So we actually outscored our our our, our 2019 record in Salt Hill, and it wasn't even that bad at the weekend. Wasn't great. <laughs> I can tell you, it seemed a lot worse. That was a mile. Well, we were saying it was a mile. That, that's a nice day up in Salt Hill, is it? That's, that's a nice day when it's raining. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I think the issue there, guys. Uh, I think the issue there is that look, uh, some of these pundits on TV, they don't rave expert. And that's the bottom line. They, they, they currently don't rate Wexford. And until we start beating a couple of big teams, they're not going to stand up and notice. So, you know, the onus is on, you know, the Wexford panel and management, you know, to take Antrim out, to take Dublin out, you know, to take Westmead out and then give Kilkenny a royal battle and maybe get a point or two from that one. And then they'll start noticing because, you know, they have short memories. If you remember last year in, in the quarterfinal against Clare down in Turles, we should have had him only, only for the two Rex blue gaskets with 10 minutes to go. Uh, and a few others, you, you, you know, we certainly had Clare, you, you, you know, gone and buried and we were in an All-Ireland semi-final and then people would be taking notice because we're not that far off. But this year hasn't been a great year. But, you know, those in the know are, are, are cognizant of why we, we, we've had <laughs> numerous injuries to marquee players and we don't have the strength and depth. So so we we, we need to be, you know, that Shane Dowling guy, you know, and, and, and obviously Jackie, kick any man in close ally. We need to we need to start winning games and beating top tier counties to get noticed and, and be puss up and, and get the respect we deserve and especially the players that we have deserved because they're as good as any players in the county or country. I mean, in the night before Galway beat Wexford in the under 20, uh, 120 to one seventeen. Uh, the main player Wexford took off that Connor Foley played centre back came in for Damien Reck in the senior. Wexford were missing a few more. Other than Connor Foley for the under twenty, I know Galway were missing Liam Collins, who came on for the senior team. Was there was there many others that Galway were missing from that under twenty team, David? No, that was it. Just Liam Collins was all. He's, he's the only thing is he is their marquee. Like no more than Connor Foley, I'm sure he's probably their marquee player. Like, but uh, he he'd be free taker as well. But uh, we'd been we've been very disappointed so far in the under twenty campaign. Like it's you know we're blue. What was it a nine point lead against Dublin Blue a six point lead against Kilkenny um, so yeah we just kind of needed a momentum um, but like the, the competition structure at under 20 at the moment it's very hard to read much into the round robin phase because at the end of the day everyone qualifies anyway and the likelihood is all four teams are probably going to make a semi-final at the same time so um, yeah it's no we weren't we weren't we weren't missing a whole pile but I suppose it was it was a badly needed win I, I wasn't at it now because I was, I was working on the Saturday but uh I heard they were happy enough, believed to be just just delighted to kind of get away with a victory. I think it was Tiernan Colleen out as well, injured from the last day. He, he's injured, yeah. He, I, I haven't had an update, but it, it looked pretty bad because he went down um, when no one was near him. Um, 
uh, against Kilkenny and just went off and it looked pretty bad. Like he had to be, he had to be lifted off. So it's his season is probably in doubt and he's probably like likelihood he's probably missed under 20 championship anyway, the remainder of it. And, and maybe even, and that's likelihood, the likelihood is he probably won't play a senior now for the rest of the season. But I haven't heard the results in the scan or anything like that, but it, it just didn't look good. So yeah, he'd be, he would have been missing as well. Like he'd obviously be a, like one of the stars along with Collins at the same time. I think I think Wexford will have probably five lads to come into that team, depending on if they're picked now. You know? Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, yeah and I agree with Jay on that. Like, although it's four teams, we probably meet each other again in the semi-finals. No disrespect to the others, but you, you know, there's a bit of shadow boxing going on. I think at the minute in that 120 championship, and you know, certainly Wexford wouldn't have had a full hand going to Carlo on Friday night. So you, you know, what is their hand? I suppose Ben and Gary and. David, we, we don't know. We do suspect that the Wexford team aren't too bad. You know, we did beat Kilkenny, but, you know, Kilkenny made eight changes in the next game. You know, they were missing three singer hurlers against us. And, you, you, you know, I suppose Clifford and uh, Drennan and, and, and I forget the other guy. But, you know, so Kilkenny themselves against us didn't have their full hand. So nobody knows until they get to the semi-final what Galway or what Wexford or what Kilkenny's full, fullest hand is. So, I certainly suspect there's a lot of shadow boxing and they're just getting game time into the panel. And then, you know, when the serious stuff comes in the coming weeks, then they'll be throwing, throwing everything down at the table, yeah. Wexford play at Westmead in the quarterfinal of the under-20. It's this weekend. A big mention to that under-20 player who was playing with the seniors, Connor Foley, being told five minutes before throw-in that you're coming in now for... Damien Reck in centre back, Mark and Connor Cooney in your championship debut. He done very well, yeah, for a young guy. And and you know, if you think about, you know, when he made, I think it was his league, his league debut against them. He made he, he made his debut down. I thought against Galway and Wexford Park back there in February, and he I thought he done very very well. Uh, and again, he was he was marking Connor Whelan for a period of that day. Uh, and, and done really well for somebody so young. So, so look, Connor, Connor Foley is a good prospect for us in the years ahead in the half back line, I think. And 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 sometimes Gary would wonder was it better for him to come in that way with getting five minutes notice the day you were starting, or if he had to know maybe on Wednesday or Thursday night would the pressure got to him thinking about Saul's Hill and Connor Cooney or Connor Whelan marking him in a championship debut. So yeah, great to see that. Tell us, David. Are you tipping us to beat Antrim or do you think they can spring a surprise against us? They're they're dangerous, like and that's no disrespect to Wexford. Like that, they're they are they are they are very, very dangerous. Like he's like Dublin in saying that now, they're, they're probably more dangerous than Corrigan Park, to be fair. Um if you were heading up there, you'd be a bit worried with the situation. Like, but I think Wexford, you you do have a have a have a fanatical home support normally, like you, you normally make a lot more noise than we do up in Salt Hill anyway. So um so that that's that's potentially could be you know like that that's that's a that's a huge factor at the same time, and I suppose if they if they if they had overcome Dublin they would have been carrying serious momentum, so maybe to blow that as well would be um you know would be a bit of a kick in the teeth coming into it and it's such a quick turnaround as well so um uh, uh, I, I, I I I honestly though you'd have to fancy Wexford I would still fancy Wexford with five or six I still thought. There's a lot of good things to take out of it. You've a lot of quality all over the field. Like, you know, it's you have marquee forwards as well at the same time. And the by the sounds of it, like Dara Dar Egan seemed to fancy that Lee Chin would be back as well. He didn't think it was too serious. So, you know, instantly, like what a boost coming back in as straight away as your captain. Um, 
not sure about Damien right now or what his prognosis is, but like you go down to it, like they do have they, Antrim do have a lot of danger danger men. Like you've like you have um, Keaton Malai, you've Cunning, you've Neil McManus. Like you, like we we see we've seen in in club all Ireland's what like the Antrim clubs they've they've always put it up to Galway. Like they're always they're they're counterparts. Should I say they're they're always dangerous. Like and. You know, you just never know. You definitely like they're they're a county. I'd be definitely treated with the, the height of respect anyway, and especially when you need to, you kind of coming in with no points on the board as well. Like and maybe, you know, you're, you're still trying to get up to grips of the championship. You know, having you know fractured preparations with all the injuries and stuff like that. It's a, it's 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 a it's a banana skin. Like as a, as a, you know, far you really like it's you're expected to win. Like you know, and no matter what you do, you know, from your point of view, it's. You know, if you win by ten points, it's like, oh, that was expected. Like, but if you know they run you close, it's suddenly like everyone is like, Jesus, you know, Wexford underperform rather than give an Antrim the credit that they probably deserve. So it's dangerous, like it's dangerous. But I, I, in saying that, like if, if you have everyone, like I think last week's game would send a lot of players too. Um, I know it was a lengthy bus journey home for you know for you like it'll probably been four and a half hours back home. So like lads might be getting into bed like you know fucking Sunday even at twelve o'clock work. You know it's not easy to get up the next day either. So like if to get the bodies right and everything like that, you'd have to fancy. But I suppose then on the flip side they have to come down to you. So it's a it's a it's a fair journey as well at the same time. So um yeah no as as I said at the start I I, I do fancy I do fancy Wexford to win it. When you Adrian when you look at like as uh, as David was talking about, there's a chance that Lee Chin will be fit. There's a chance that Damien Reck will be fit. Would it be in any way a risk to to get them out there too early, or is it a situation where if they're even seventy five percent there, we we need to play, we need to play them, we need to make a statement on on Saturday against Antrim, and we need to make sure we get the points. Yeah, if 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 they're fit, they'll play. You know, but my understanding. My understanding of Damien Rick is he, he pulled up fairly quick with what looked like a hamstring um, pull, uh, you know, the warm up against Galway. And if that's if that's a hamstring pull or tear, you know, that's if it's it depends on the grade of tear, if it's a tear, but like that's four to six weeks, you, you know, even if it's a pull, you wouldn't risk him if, if he pulled up that quick, you know, but a hamstring, it's about to go if it hasn't went, you know, so you wouldn't risk him now. Chin. I don't know. Uh, some some lads told me it was a shoulder. Somebody else told me he had the flu. He was never starting. Uh, so <laughs> the rumour mill is abounding about Chin. But again, look, only Dar Egan and his panel of mentors and, and, and coaches know whether Chin is fit to play or not. But if he's fit to play, of course, you have to play these guys. You know, it's our best team. You treat Antrim with respect. I totally agree with Davis. Uh, the, the fantastic hurlers up there. And on any given day, they can hurt anybody. They've super forwards, uh, really, really, really good forwards that are very skillful and important. So, yeah, I, I suspect certainly Rick, from what I hear now, I didn't see it, but from what I hear, it didn't sound like he'd be fit to play this weekend. Um, and then Chin, I don't know. I'm after hearing a couple of different stories about Chin and what, what injury he has. Um, so it depends. But look, we certainly need our best players on the pitch as soon as possible. If we're going to get any any momentum in this championship, yeah. Um, and will you win in Nolan Park, David? Jesus, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. We have a. We've actually since the round robin came in, like we've never lost to Kikiri in the groups. But then comes knockout or or a final or something like that. We find a way to blow it. So um, 
like it's it, it's it, you alluded to it earlier. I think it was it was an Adrian that said it like it's 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 not do or die either. So you know we have two points on the board with Westmead coming up afterwards in the first block of games, and I think at the start you would have definitely taken taken four points from six. It's I think I, I think they'll be going all guns blazing first, but like whether it's good enough, I, I I don't know. I think there's very little between Galway and Kilkenny at the minute. Although Kilkenny have the last three Bobo keeps, but uh, shows shows like you know maybe their winning mentality, whereas we're we're maybe lacking a small bit. Um, never easy to go there, like so. I I I I don't know, Ben. Like it's 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 a difficult one to call. Um, I suppose like we we would fancy our chances, but you know, like I mean, it's Kilkenny at home at the end of the day. Like, and I suppose the only positive is that kind of sideshow with Henry and Brian is kind of go over now. So like, it's, it's more in the build up has been Fox and from a Galway point of view, we were a bit sick at the handshake. It didn't really concern us up here at all. Like, so <laughs> um, you know, I, this time it's we could actually focus on the match now more so, and like it's not this uh, kind of pre match post match circus that's probably doing the uh, doing the rounds in the, uh, the national media. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just depends. We perform, we'd be confident. Don't perform like which is which one uh provincial you do against Kikini. I think they, they could easily turn us over as well. Galway's record in the round robin in Leinster is serious. There's only one mm. loss, two draws, and I think it's a 10 or 11 wins now. Um, I mean, it's a seriously good record, uh, and it's actually crazy to think that with that record, you still didn't get through in 2019 yeah. from the group from the round robin. So- Jesus, why are you reminding me, Gary? Like, you know, <laughs> we have to take our small wins, you know. We bring up 2019 as much as we as we can. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that was a miserable day in Parnell Park, I tell you. And the only thing we went through was you were ahead, Kinney were ahead. It's like, oh, Jesus, just not going into the draw, and then we hear ah oh, misery. But uh, yeah, like our record is our record is amazing in it. Like, but then like we've only what like only won only won three Linsters since we've been in it. Like, it's. We haven't won one since 2018, and like that was that was our golden team. Like you know, like the, the team has changed a lot since then. Like I was even going through down there. Like our, since the team, like we since the team that bet Nolan Park at that year in 2019. Like we've only only seven started the last day as well. So there's been like there's been a fairly high turnover of experienced players. Um, um. So yeah, no, it's the record is the record is good, but like. The finals, like we're not winning finals at the end of the day, like so. It's it's you know it's it's no good winning the really. I suppose the qualification is there, but at the moment, like like Linster, is a huge prize out of Linster winning Linster at the moment. Is in you know, Vite Limerick, and you're literally praying then that someone else will hopefully take them out before they get to you. Like so, it's, that's 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 the sad thing at the moment. So yeah, like the prize of winning Linster is massive. Uh, you know, it's 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 huge. Like, and I think that's why like Kilkenny, Galway, Wexford, everyone involved be trying their damnedest to get to like in the hope that someone else might catch them in a semi-final because even if you do get to a final I, I don't know whether any of the teams out there are present like are capable of beating them to, them to be honest with you and he's happy with Henry and and the style of Harlan will say like you, know, you kind of you mentioned the, the crowd in Salt Hill in comparison to maybe Wexford Park but I did notice like a few, a few grumblings in the crowd when the ball has been passed short around the backs and stuff like that yeah, but like in fairness, we're we're far from the worst culprits. But like Henry's, the game plan is actually like maybe too direct. It's nearly to our, <laughs> to our detriment at times. Like it's 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 very much like he's very much like I I he understands like you do have to go short occasionally and work it through the lines at times. Like he's more than happy to go along to your Connor Cooney's or your Connor Whelan's, and I suppose like that's an advantageous when we do have someone like Whelan who does make it stick. Like even if he's in a two on one situation, yeah, like he, you're you're going to find it very difficult to come out. Whereas maybe if we didn't have Whelan, it might be a different story. Um, yeah, people seem people seem happy enough with him so far. Like you couldn't really argue last year. Like we were very disappointed in the Leinster final, but like. 
in the like I, I suppose we were fortunate to get over Cork in the in the in the Leinster final. Yeah, we we're fortunate to get over Cork in the quarter final. Then they came over like they they blew it like if Patrick Horgan was starting that they were probably gone and that would have been you know a real sour note in the campaign. But then we got the semi final. We ran like we were probably we level with Limerick with seven with seventy minutes gone on the clock and then they kicked on like they they sprung David Reedy from the bench like and he had a massive influence for us. We we you know, didn't have the squad depth to, to kind of compete. Like, I I do feel like, like if we don't win a Leinster this year and don't make an All-Ireland semi-final, one the, I do think there, there could be a bit of pressure on them. Um, to be honest with you, I think the minimum is we need to win. The the, the, the public perception will be seen that we, we do need to win a Leinster title and we do need to make an All-Ireland semi-final and be what may from there. Like, and if you are playing Limerick, there's like there's, there's absolutely no shame in going down to that, that green juggernaut. And Adrian, another... Another player from Wexford that we should be mentioning, uh, another debutant who has come in for Mark Fanning in James Lawler in the goal. How did you think he went in his in his first game in the championship? Yeah, I I, I thought he he done pretty well. Couple of bookouts in the first, I think. Yeah, two two of his first couple of bookouts went out over the line in front of us. But obviously, that's you know a strategy to to, to play right down the line and the margins are tight, you know. So. So I, I I thought he'd done pretty well. I thought the full back line defended him, protected him well. I, I can't recall him. Tell me if I'm wrong, Gary or Ben. I can't recall a save having to be made. So I, I thought Liam Ryan, albeit you know, didn't do a lot of hurling, but from a full back point of view, he done his job really well. And, and as I said, Connor Devitt, I thought done pretty well in there as well. So I thought he was well protected, uh, and that was good for the full back line to protect a debutant in the goal. It's nice to see. So, so certainly you couldn't argue with him. Uh, was he tested? No. Um, so there'll be bigger tests ahead, uh, and I suspect Antrim might cause him a bit of bit of trouble. Uh, the, the nippy little forwards. So you know, I think he he get a chance to shine this Saturday. And hopefully he'll he live up to the reputation. But he's a great guy. He's played very well with Ferns over the years and uh, certainly deserved his, his debut and done well. So, look, when, when you don't concede a goal against a full forward line with the likes of Conor Whelan in there, you're doing OK. But then you have to re- reflect. I don't think there was a shot on goal, uh, Davis, from memory. Uh, from the Galway full forward or half forward line that were taking their points. And that's, that's the strategy with some of the teams now. The Limericks will penalise you if you don't come out and keep throwing them over the bar whereas uh, you know sometimes you know they work their way in and you know if there's two on two, on two inside so Galway didn't have that chance but two on two inside it was always three on two nearly so they took their points from out the field and got over the line and that's the, the strategy teams are employing yeah yeah the, on, the only goal chance of note for Galway was Kevin Cooney I think had a, a decent shot but it went over over the bar that's right Um and I mean, again, again, we'll 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 take the positives where they are. The fact that we we didn't allow any goal chances is a positive for Wexford, and and the defense were were tight, especially in the full back line. Yeah, and that's and, and that's where that's where we're pretty good, Gary. That's that's you know we we tend to keep the scores of the opposition to a, a you know a relatively low level. Our problem is converting you know from defense into attack and winning primary possession in the half forward line. That's where Tim is a big loss. You know, Shane Foley did make one or two very good fetches, but outside that, there was nobody waiting to go on 50 55 ball in that. Right? So, our out ball, you know, from a puck out is limited because of the lack of ball winners in the air. And then that's where Jim was a huge loss because he would win primary possession. And it's something we need to, to, to really build on. Yeah. Now it's time to pick the Hurler of the Week sponsored by Bowlands Wexford. 
The Bowlands 100 deal is back with some amazing deals this April, and you can expect slashed prices, fantastic finance deals, and unbeatable trade-ins, plus comprehensive warranties on all vehicles for your peace of mind. Don't wait. Visit Boland's Wexford Ford, Hyundai, and Volvo in Ferrybank, Wexford Town. Adrian, we'll go to you for this. Who do you think? Who would you select as a, as your hurler of the week? You, you're talking about just this game, Galway Wexford. Uh, you can pick between the under twenty game and the uh, and the Galway Wexford game. Just has to be a Wexford man. I think without doubt, you know, Liam Old McGovern uh, probably stood out for me. You know, he took the fight to Galway in the in the in, in the first half. He scored one two from play. You know, I think he was brought down for the penalty. You know, I thought Ogie uh, done really, really well, and that would be my nomination if you're you're focused on the Wexford Player of the Week. Certainly, that's who I thought stood up. Uh, he he hit the ball in for uh, for Connor Mack's goal as well, and that's right. yeah, there's no uh, there's no backward gear in him. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, uh, and, and you know, he's David. You don't know this guy. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Uh, but when you see him on the street, he. He looks very slim and small, but when he talks out, actually, he's a fairly, he's fairly well, you know, kitted out guy. He's one of those guys that, you know, you see on the street and you wouldn't think he's a, a county order. He doesn't have the stature, but when you see him talk out, it's all muscle. It's a, yeah, like he's he's a purebred, yeah. He's a great guy. I'm going to say, are we, are we being negative, Adrian? Say, high ball goes into Conor Mack. And if he doesn't win it clean, you know what I mean? There's no one in there to get the break, is there? That's, that's, our problem. And that's what I'm saying about the transition. You know, generally speaking, Connor's on two guys. And, and when the ball does go in, he's a good primary winner, right? So he may catch it, but by the time he hits the ground, there's two lads swarming. Like the, and, and you know the way the swarm now, like you can't, you can't, like it's like being in a straight jacket to have your arms up under your arms, over your arms, the fucking heart. You, you just can't do anything with it because you're suffocated, right? So, so, so there's nobody there in support. And that's our problem. Uh, so we need to figure out a way when we're getting the ball up. Like Jim would have been a huge loss because I think I think what Darrow was trying and the coaching team were trying was having the two boys in there as twin towers. And, and, and you know, that would work. That would, you know, because you don't have to work the ball out to the middle of the field, to the half forward line. You can drive that in from inside your own 65 if you have two big imposing guys that can win their own ball there. And they're both strong and athletic. So, um, so that is a route of play that you might see deployed as the championship goes on. Uh, if Chin is fit, of course, that is. But I, I, I felt for Connor on Saturday because I thought he was trying really hard. The, the, the best he's tried in a long time, if, if the truth be known. And I thought he was winning a lot of ball, making a lot of good runs inside, selfish runs, and um, unselfish runs rather, and, and, and winning ball. But, you know, then you saw three lads around him and there was nobody, you know, there was once or twice where he had to kind of shoot for himself but he was blocked or, or whatever like that, but there was no other option. You know, there was no other option. So, yeah, but, yeah, you make a good point, Ben. We just, you know, when you're playing the defensive side of the game, the offensive side isn't there, you know, the hurts the opposition, yeah. You want to grow McNerney's a big man. Yeah, and, and, you know, that kind of player doesn't suit Connor. Like, if you think it, it, it reminds me of Connor Cleary of Clare. Yeah. That... It's not suited to Connor if he's if he's stationary in the full like Connor's if, if you have Connor on the edge of the square and high balls raining down, you will bang Connor to get a goal or two every day. But on the likes of Garoid or Connor, Cleary of Clare, that's not the that's not the type of ball you want in because they just they just come down over his shoulders and he can't jump, you know, and to swallow him up. Whereas uh, 
the game he played on Saturday, I was really impressed with because he was on Garoid, uh, but he was moving across the line and he was really hurting Garoid. And the one or two balls that came in high on Garoid and himself, he wasn't able to win, but he certainly was was doing pretty well going across the line, I thought, yeah. Cleary now, to me, Gar- McInerney is really good and solid, but Cleary for me just gets away with fouling all the time. I'd agree. You know, the refs should just be calling him up more often. Yeah, but most full-backs are like that now, Davis, aren't they? Yeah, well, like, Kerry was so interested in, you know, in wrestling at the weekend that, you know, the chase of four sideline could have ended up in the back of the net, like, as he kind of tried to play the ball, he might he might have got a touch in it or something like that, but no, he's, he, just, he just, any game I've seen him in, his main focus seems to be just wrestling with the full forward rather than trying to play any kind of ball whatsoever, so, but they are, like, we were, I suppose, even we've had Dahi there and he's had plenty of hurling with him as well, but, like, at the same time, he will wrestle with you, like, and as 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 Adrian alluded to, like, it's it's literally, you're just stopping the full forward from jumping, like, you're, you're just... And you're 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 playing a, you're playing their hand a lot of the time as well. Like it's you know it's just a modern game, and you know it's just not really spotted. Like. And you you'd be happy enough with that um, switch of Dahi Burke and Gerald McNerney because I know that happened a few years ago, and I thought it didn't work out very well. But now it, they both seem more well. Dahi be comfortable anyway, but Gerald yeah. is very comfortable at fullback anyway. Yeah, I I, I suppose at six Dahi probably has more hurling. Um, he like Garrod, like you can. I don't know if you you might have noticed, lads, but like he doesn't he doesn't strike the ball very often. I'd say he, he might strike the ball once or twice with the hurl in any given game, and it's usually looking for five ten yard hand pass. Whereas if Dahi's there, I suppose it just takes you know if you're trying to get quick ball into your full forward line, it's it just it's just a, it's just a pass this and getting it up there, um because otherwise normally Garrod would feed it to someone like a Parik Manning or Finter Brook to deliver, whereas Dahi is more than capable of doing it himself. And I suppose like having Dahi at six or having Dahi at three and Garrod at six hasn't worked in terms of you know winning silverware. So I suppose Henry felt that maybe it needs to be tried. And I suppose McInerney hasn't has down a fullback yet. And I suppose in another sense Dahi gives us another dimension at at, at centre back as well. So it's I think I think they're going to persist with it now for the remainder of the championship anyway. We'll, t- we'll take that then as a, as a headline. David Connors slams Gerard McNerney for not being able to hit the ball. <laughs> it's not my first time saying it. Look <laughs> <laughs> up, Gary, that uh, Gerard hasn't let us down the fullback yet. I, I got the yet business. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's only waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't last weekend. <laughs> and maybe he was for the goal. Like, what was the story for the goal, lads? Did you? Because I, I, I didn't see it. McInerney was stretched and... I, I, I didn't see what happened. Like, he, did he, he seemed that went over on his ankle, it looked to me like. Uh, okay. It seemed that he was going one way and then, you know, McDonald was running out, say, towards the stand and then a high ball came in and bought him and checked the run. And, hmm. you know, initially I thought Connor had fouled him or pushed him or something. He, yeah. You know, went back in and tapped it into net. But, uh, you, you know, when you saw him down, he was holding his ankle or something. So I'd say he twisted his ankle on the turn. Uh, okay. That's what it looked like to me, David, hmm. yeah. That's fine because I, I had I had actually no idea, so I uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't. I was definitely worried that, especially when Sean Stack went in to talk to the umpires, that something was going to happen to to disallow the goal, whether he was going to give a square ball or a foul or free out for that. Well, you're awful pessimistic, Gary. I was just a worry at the time. Yeah, still, you're <laughs> I'm more optimistic. I was optimistic before that, Adrian. I promise. Yeah, I was optimistic. Before the match as well, until I heard Chin was out. Our Chin was out. Then heard Banyan was starting. Then heard Rec was out. It was like one after another. Oh, wonderful! 
Thanks very much for uh, coming on, lads. <laughs> no bother. Much appreciated. You too, Adrian. Thanks, lads. Thanks a minute. Thanks for the Take care. Damien Henry is the best at what he did to ever play this. Unquestionably, was the best there ever was. My God, he was just so a magician. I'm the youngest of the 15, uh, nine brothers and five sisters. They just stuck you in the goal then? Yeah, well, uh, a so-called goal, uh, two tar barrels. So Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. Thanks very much to Adrian. It's always great to have a Wexford legend on. And thanks very much to David for joining us. Great to get his insight from a Galway perspective. Unfortunately, Gary, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. When we were getting wet, windy watching Wexford get beaten in Salt Hill, Gary, do you know where Shane Tompkins was? Was he on a boat? Shane Tompkins was on Lake Como getting engaged. Wow. Huge congratulations to Shane Tompkins for that. Ben, I think we'll give him a pass this weekend. Thanks to everyone for listening and thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Up Wexford. Most importantly... I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pace.